listening to The Jim Laird Show on Body IO FM, where health and performance collide with your host, Jim Laird. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Jim Laird Show brought to you by Body IO FM. I am your host, Jim Laird. So this should be a really interesting show because I uh, it's Sunday afternoon and uh, I've been at a bachelor party all weekend, so I'm a little out of my normal routine, but we'll, we'll give it our best shot. Uh, also, I've been extremely busy. I'm getting ready to uh, restructure uh, my business. My, my main employee is uh, going on maternity leave here soon, so I'm in the process of restructuring some things, which has been interesting uh, to say the least. But... Uh, I have two ladies here that I've worked with that we're going to, we're going to chat with. And, you know, we've been talking about a lot of the questions that women have. Uh, and one of them is pregnancy, you know, before training, training while pregnant, um, after training, you know, after being pregnant, giving birth and then coming back and, and training again. So both of these ladies, uh, have done both and, um, we're going to talk. And, and the neat thing about these two is they're kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum as far as um, one having tons of weightlifting experience and kind of having to be reined in a little, I guess would be the right term. And the other uh, not having any weightlifting experience and having to be encouraged to like, you know, actually work out because, you know, you're going to be okay. You're not going to explode and die. So we'll start with uh, Rebecca. Rebecca Bowers, uh, why don't you just tell us, let's see if we can move the microphone without causing all sorts of noise. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how we met and what you do? Sure. Um, well, uh, I, I've known you for a long time. Um, Jim and I met years ago uh, when you were at Lexington Athletic Club. And um, at that point in time, I always cared about fitness and I always cared about nutrition, but I really didn't have a direction as the way to go. Um, and a lot of my friends ran. Um, so I thought, well, um, that sounds like fun. I ran cross country and track in high school. So I'll just keep doing that because that's what I know. And, uh, so I would always pass Jim just, you know, coming and going at the, at Lexington Athletic Club. Um, but I would just hop on the treadmill and run or I'd run outside. So that was kind of my background. And in 2010 or 11, I think 2011, um, my sister actually, um, encouraged me to start, uh, just going to Jim's new gym. And um, so I started uh, lifting a little bit and um, just changing things around. My cardio uh, was not running. It was um, pushing the prowler, um, doing swings, learning form. And I went from working out seven days a week to three or four days a week. And uh, when Jim would tell me, hey, you know, less is more, let's work smarter, not harder, we need to rest, um, we need to dial in nutrition, that sort of thing. Um, I was kind of like, what? 
and um, I kind of <laughs> argued with him a little bit, and um, was that probably never happens. <laughs> I was probably a little snarky about it too, but um, uh, so yeah, that was kind of my background. I was really inspired by the Misfits, um, the powerlifting team, for a long, long time. I sat back and watched, and in two thousand. 15, I guess, I got the courage to jump in and give that a go. Um, but, um, you know, that was obviously lifting was not in my background. I was kind of intimidated by it. Um, so I did a couple of meets and then got pregnant and uh, had my first child, my first only child. And, um, so uh, kind of still wrapping my head around, I don't know, training and what it looked like before and how much I should do of it and, and then um, what I should do during pregnancy and then after delivery, what life looked like. All that's kind of been um, a, a journey. Blur, a blur? Yeah, <laughs> a blur. So tell us about what you do for, for a living. Um, you've got your own business and then you also, mm-hmm. you're still a... Uh, speech speech pathologist speech pathologist so yeah yeah um so i'm a speech pathologist um uh, and um i was practicing full time um started uh jumped into um a health and wellness business with arbon in 2013 and built that along the side so um uh yeah i've been just kind of a lot of balls up in the air for a really long time. Um, and I guess that in itself has even been a journey and just um, learning how to work smarter and um, be more efficient with time. And um, today life looks a lot different than it did when I initially started lifting, when I initially started my business, when I was practicing full time. Um, but now um my business is up and running i love it um it has taught me a lot about um nutrition because that is a a core part of it um it's taught me a lot about um myself um it's taught a lot about um just being disciplined but at the same time um letting go of of kind of stressing about every little thing and um, kind of looking at the bigger picture and um, embracing the journey. Uh, and I guess kind of that is a takeaway for me, um, and I've been able to apply that just in my training um, and comparing how I approach training now and goals that I set for myself now versus pre-pregnancy. Um, pre-pregnancy, I was just, like every little thing had to match up. I had to have every little thing planned out and just kind of, and not that that, that's not important, um, but I'm a little bit more, um, I don't know. I just, what, you roll with the punches I kind of roll with the now. punches a little bit. And, and yeah. that's most women yeah. when they become uh, a parent. I think when I observe women, such as you ladies, uh, their priorities change and they become a little more uh, easygoing and a little more flexible after they have a child because obviously the child isn't going to be perfectly cooperative. No. So, 
Miss Megan. Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've got the, you've got the perfect job. Yes. So we're going to move the microphone here without making any weird noises, hopefully. Miss Megan, why don't you give us a little talk about your background and uh, how we met, and uh, then we'll, we'll go from there. Um, so as Jim said, I had a little bit more of a background uh, with lifting before I came to Jim. Um, back in, I think it was 2011 was when I first started kind of getting into a, a more regular form of lifting. Started out in our garage uh, in Southern Indiana. Um, and then I, about a year or so after that, I uh, started, I would say, officially powerlifting, following more of a powerlifting type of program. And learned a lot of things on my own, uh, learned a lot of bad lessons and how I think I came to a point where I realized, you know, if I was going to take this any bit seriously, I needed some, some guidance. Um, so I did uh, work with a coach online um, for a little bit. Fast forward, uh, my husband and I moved to Lexington. Um, and I had still been keeping up with my lifting. I had done three meets uh, at that time. Um, and at the time that we moved, uh, I was actually starting to experience some, I'd been dealing with a really achy shoulder for a long time. Um, I was also benching probably three times a week <laughs> at this point. Um, Love benching, couldn't get enough of it, and just was kept trying to you know, work my way around my problem. Um, I am also 5'11", uh, and about 150 pounds, so I don't really look like a powerlifter. I'm not built like a powerlifter. I'm not made to powerlift, really. I just kind of do it because I love it. Yeah, um, you're like a, she's like a rock climber. <laughs> yeah, I'm like a rock climber. I probably should have been a swimmer. And you are, you are a rock climber. Yeah, I, I also rock climb, and I'm more of a jack-of-all-trades master at nothing. That's kind of my thing, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, so I was trying to work around my problems. I'd had a lot of low back issues, deadlifting, as you can maybe imagine, um, a giraffe lifting weights, you know. Uh, so anyway, I, I heard about gym through someone at the current gym I was training at. Um, who really highly recommended him was like, look, you know, before you go see, you know, go the medical route, you know, like talk to Jim, he'll check you out. So um, I think I went over within a couple days. And uh, like I said, I had been benching with pain for months, I mean, months, probably um, not, not bad enough to where I wasn't able to lift, but, um, definitely where it was affecting my everyday life, my mobility. So, uh, I went and saw Jim and that very day, just by doing some activation, some mobility stuff, he had me benching 135 with no pain. And that was something that, you know, is not an, not a challenging weight for me, but certainly something that I hadn't been able to do pain free. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I thought I was like, I had no idea. I thought maybe my shoulder was, was bad and I was going to have to need who knew how serious intervention I thought I had to have. But anyway, so that gave me a whole lot of hope. Um, and I realized like, look, I need, I need some help. I need some guidance with my training um, so I started training with him from that point on, uh, just 
awesome things like my back never hurt deadlifting anymore you know we worked on things and well, we um, switched you to sumo we to yeah we that. switched to sumo um which is a lot better for you much i mean i would have times deadlifting before where it was like man i can't walk straight you know the next day you know and i'm like I'm in my 20s. I'm 30 now. But in my 20s, is like, I can't be hurting like this when I'm 20. Like, how am I going to train? You know, I don't see myself stopping, but I don't see how I'm going to be able to train the way I'm training when I'm older. That just, I was kind of worried about that. Um, so I did my fourth meet with Jim. And you were uh, coming off a broken leg, weren't you? Oh, yeah. That's right. Broke my leg. Running, people, running. <laughs> doing the thing I, I don't really like doing anyway. Um, so, yeah, I had fractured a tibial plateau fracture and came back. And uh, at that meet, uh, very closely matched my squat uh previous knee injury PR um, and had a deadlift PR at that meet. So really awesome. Just kind of, you know, goes to show when you work with someone who's seen this and can help you diagnose things. And, you know, not everybody is different. He has clients who are five foot tall, you know, he has clients like me there. I mean, we come in a variety of shapes and sizes and there's not a one size fits all program. Different people need different things. And if well, you, yeah. And you're the queen of volume too. Like yeah. Most, I, if most, most of the girls I train, if, if they did the amount of volume that you do, they would die. Yeah. Um, so, and, and I think, you know, the interesting thing about you, Megan, is you're one of the few women that I've worked with that actually came with me just for powerlifting. Like most mm -hmm. of the women, like Rebecca, they come in, they're looking for something different and we trick them into powerlifting. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so, it, you know, I, occasionally I get people that come in that see me just for powerlifting, but most part it's, it's taking women that have never had any experience at all, which I think is the really cool thing. And uh, a big part of that, the big part of the reason is, is most women, if they do get into powerlifting, you know, they're not necessarily using the right strategy for their body type or they don't know mm -hmm. how to brace. And then they end up having, you know, pain. And, and most women are not going to not going to push push through pain. Right. So what, what are you uh, what are you doing now? I know you've done some online uh, coaching and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about what you do for a living. Um, so right now I am super blessed to be a stay at home mom. Um, my son, Jack, is going to be nine months old here in a couple weeks. Um, so I just feel incredibly blessed to be able to stay home with him. Um, in the near future, I might be getting back into some uh, health, wellness, lifestyle type coaching. Um, but for right now, I get to be home with him full time. Awesome. That is so cool. And that's, uh, yeah. that's really cool that you actually you know, really enjoy that because I think a lot of women, um, you know, with our society, I'm not going to get into it too deep so I don't mm -hmm. get any hate mail, but a lot of people look kind of look down on women that that want to stay at home and you know it's uh, it's unfortunate because you know there's a lot of women that really love staying at home with their children mm -hmm. and i think that should be um not necessarily you know if w women should be able to do whatever they want but if women decide to stay home with their children i think it's definitely a, a huge positive mm -hmm. uh, and i think a lot of our people in our society today kind of look down on that and that that, uh, that is unfortunate mm -hmm. We definitely won't get into politics here, that's for mm -hmm. sure. I'll be getting paint mail and stuff. Now, Rebecca, we'll go back to you. We'll move this microphone over. So 
you know, you competed in how many meets before you were pregnant? Do you remember? Two. 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 Okay. Tell us about, you know, somebody who had never, and, and Rebecca too, like Rebecca is not built like a powerlifter, you know, so um, she doesn't have what I would say ideal mechanics, ideal body type for powerlifting, but has done really, really well for herself. So <clears throat> why don't you kind of talk about, you know, mentally what it was like for you to switch up from, you know, being an avid runner, somebody who was training all the time to taking a more of a, you know, a lay, a more of a, let's, we're going to work hard, but we're also going to rest. And then also getting into a sport that, that you have no idea, like you've never, you know, deadlifted or squatted or bench like that before. Like how, how was that for you? Um, well, in the beginning, um, you know, I was super inspired watching some of the other girls on our team. Suzanne, um, she inspired me. Missy would inspire me. Um, and I guess, you know, I was excited to learn, but one thing I had to do mentally where running, like running's not that hard. I mean, there's some technicality to it, but you get more efficient you, at it. The more you run, yeah. the, the better you get at it. Yeah, and so with running, it just got to a point where I'd pop in, you know, some great music, and I'd plan out my route and how long I was going to run, and I would just go. But with um, lifting, it was not just about strength. It was about, like, technique. And I had to learn what it meant to hinge. You know, I had to learn what it meant to brace my core. Um, bench, I learned, was not all about the strength in my arms. It was a lot more about my core and pushing through my feet and my form. And um, so what I really loved about it, though, was learning the skill. Like, that was challenging to me. And um, although there were times that... I would get a little frustrated because you're not really competing. I mean, yeah, you're like if you go to a meet, you're you're put into a weight class and you're competing within that weight class. But for me, I always looked at it as competing against myself. What's the best version of myself? My best PR. There were times I had to rein in my mental thought because I am a little competitive when it comes to sports um, to not compare myself to even the other girls you know that were training you know on our powerlifting team I had to remind myself a um, they've been doing this longer or um, you know I you know maybe um, they under grasp the technique a little bit quicker than I did or you know whatever the case was um, or maybe they were just built a little bit more naturally to squat or to deadlift or bench and um, and for me I always in school when I ran track or cross country or cheered or all that, like, um, I guess I was never the best athlete, but I always had the work ethic, um, and the discipline to support that. So I could become good at something. And, um, I guess that's kind of what I've learned through this whole process. I mean, um, it has really blown my mind because you know, I think this year in particular, which is kind of interesting because I'm coming back post-pregnancy, but mm -hmm. it's like light bulbs have really clicked for me in terms of understanding the technique of the squat. And um, so I think uh, just 
you know, I, I love it. I think it's so empowering, like mentally, what you have to learn to kind of mind your mind and just focus on you, like you be you right. and and build your strength and your technique. And if you want to do it, like go for it, but but give yourself the the time to learn it and to improve your strength i think absolutely yeah yeah and 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 rebecca has done a wonderful job about focusing on just on herself and it's really easy to compare yourself to other people mm-hmm. and that's one of the most difficult things i have is to keep women focused on themselves instead of comparing themselves to other people mm-hmm. um talk about <clears throat> mentally you know the thought process you went through after you found out you were pregnant as far as Kind of, you'd just come off a meet, I think, and mm-hmm. you found out you were pregnant. Um, talk about mentally, like what was going through your mind, and and what were the, you know, what were the changes we made to your training, and and uh, how did that kind of affect you uh, mentally? Well, yeah, I mean, I think I was just like a couple months post meet when I found out I was pregnant, and I remember I didn't want to tell anybody. And I came in and I had to squat and I remember like the weight wasn't heavy at all, but I was like in my mind, like, ah, I can't squat this bar, you know, just, I mean, I had never been pregnant before and, you know, I was just kind of freaking out. And so, um, you know, I told you and you, you I know, think I guessed. You, you did. I think you guessed. I think you came up to me and you're like, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, let me guess you're pregnant. <laughs> I think that was exactly it. And, uh, you know, I mean, looking back, I mean, Jim, you saw that coming, I'm sure. But, um, but no, you're really great about just um, letting me, like, still come in and work out, but kind of a cross between letting me lead, like, what I felt comfortable with, but then just encouraging me hey, you can still do some kettlebell deadlifts and you can still add some weight. You can still push the prowler. And, you know, just things that I love doing that I got a lot of enjoyment out of. Um, you know, I, you were a good resource just to kind of bounce the idea off of it. And especially during, you know, the, that first trimester, I think after that I began to get a little bit more comfortable with choosing what I knew I could do and what I couldn't. And... You know, it was kind of crazy, though. Um, I was so used to just kind of popping up with core activities. And, you know, as your body changes during pregnancy, those things aren't as easy. But I loved um, having you as a resource because you could modify. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, uh, I was always told by the, you know, just girls in the gym ahead of me that were pregnant and, you know, delivered and then came back. Um, one benefit to strength training was it, it really helped your delivery and helped your recovery. And I do remember wondering how all that was going to go. Like, and that's why I, I wanted to be diligent with coming in and working out. I just, looking back, I think, you know, it, it would have been fine to continue to do some of the things I was doing. I just, I had never been pregnant and never been a mom, you know, so there's no recipe. You just kind of have to, and I think Jim, you were really good about just meeting me where I was. Um, thank you. Yeah. And that's the big thing. The big thing, you know, when I have a woman that, that becomes pregnant, um, one, we look at her fitness level and Rebecca had been training either doing class or competing, you know, doing the, the powerlifting training for, like six years, right? 
like between well, class. Well, I've been and in here since 2011. Yeah, with class yeah, and all so, that. So, so at yeah, the time she was, now she'd been with us for like five years, and she was very fit um, before that. Uh, and you might want to, after when I throw this back to you, you might want to talk about how your body's changed compared to what you were doing before and compared to what you're doing now. But you know, <clears throat> somebody like Rebecca, who's been lifting and 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 training. You know, I'm going to tell them, hey, you know, we really we want to stay away from from any kind of crazy lunges or mm-hmm. anything with, uh, you know, because you can you, 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 your body, you know, gets more way more mobile when you're when you're preparing to deliver a child and you can rip some things. With, mm-hmm. You just got to be careful with lunges. But, you know, other than that, just modifying a few things. And then once you're not comfortable laying on your back, obviously you want to do you want to kind of avoid that. But if a woman's been training, she could continue to train. But we just don't want to push you know, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And, and the biggest thing with Rebecca was like, you're okay. You're, you're, you know, nothing's going to explode. You know, you, you can still, you can still challenge yourself. Just leave a little in the tank. Yeah. Talk about before I throw it over to Megan, who's on the other side of the, the, the extreme. Um, talk about a little bit of how your body's changed since you've gone from, you know, doing a more cardio based workout to now more of a, I would call it, you know, we just don't power lift. We do sleds. We mm-hmm. do some different things. But talk about how your body's changed now that you're working out a little bit less mm-hmm. and you're focusing a little bit more on resting. Yeah, it's blown my mind. I mean, especially over the last maybe three or four months, I've told you several times, like, um, I, I'm, I'm way more leaner. Um, I don't know, like, specifics, but... Um, you know, I'm much leaner, but I'm you put on you put on a significant put amount on of a, muscle since I first met you. Right. But having said that, I definitely have a lot more muscle um, and definition. Uh, it's kind of cool. Um, I do. It is kind of neat. I, I do like seeing that definition. You know, when I came from running, um, I, I mean, I was lean, but I didn't have any muscle at all. And um, so that's been a, a big change is just the muscle, but still remaining lean. And um, uh, I like that um, I'm not starving all the time. You can eat more but, food. Yeah, you know? I can eat more food than I like to eat. So <laughs> that's important too. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean... I have trouble kind of talking about myself when it comes to that, so I don't I understand. know. But, <laughs> but no, but Re- Rebecca's physique has changed. She has a more athletic physique bef- yeah, now, and, and, and before, before uh, she was she was tiny, but there there wasn't as much shape. No and Rebecca's got shape. a really nice uh, athletic shape, and she's just kind of taken it to the next level. Um, she, she has a really really nice athletic body, so she's really kind of taken it to the next level. With less work, yeah, you know, and, and what she's doing now is a lot more maintainable than than what she was doing before. Would you say that would be accurate? Yeah, I will say this before we flip it back to Megan. I love love that you have taught me how to to train three days a week um, in an efficient way, in a challenging way but still get way better results overall, not only from the aesthetic point of view, like feeling comfortable that, you know, like feeling good in your own skin, but just sleeping better, not as stressed, not as worried about meeting that that time commitment to go out and like bust it every yeah. day. And that's essentially what I sell yeah. people. I sell people time. Yeah. 
you know, when people come in and see me, I'm like, I can do, I can get you in here twice, three times a week with some people and get you in a better place than all your friends that are training six and seven days a week with yeah. less work. And we can make it mean, you know, sustainable so you can do it year after year after year after year. And that's really the key. And it has to be a well-rounded approach and it has to start with walking and eating well and sleeping and getting outside and taking care of yourself. And if, if you build the foundation on that, then it's really easy. The training um, doesn't really have to be that hard. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you can maintain and improve over years and years and years. But if you make the training the key part of it, then you're, you're, people, you're going to burn out, you're going to get hurt, all that sort of thing. Right. So Miss Megan, you had just done a meet and you had tied some PRs. You'd come back from a major injury and you'd just gotten some momentum. And then, surprise! Because <laughs> I know you were getting fired up. We were talking yep. about possibly going to nationals and all mm-hmm. this sort of thing. And then all of a sudden, da 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 da, I'm pregnant. <laughs> yep. So talked about a little bit about what how that was for you mentally and and uh, you know where you were. Uh, so actually, the meet, my fourth meet that I did with Jim, I was technically pregnant. <laughs> I did not know that at the time, and I was only a couple weeks pregnant at that point. Um, no wonder your kid's so relaxed. Right, I know. He's, <laughs> he's the chillest kid ever. Uh, but uh, Jim and Suzanne, had we'd been talking about nationals, and I kept... I knew I was pregnant. They did not know. I kept kind of being like, well, let's just, I'm not going to commit yet. And pretty soon it came out, well, the reason is because I'm pregnant. So um, it wasn't, uh, getting pregnant was not a surprise. It wasn't a surprise pregnancy. No shit, it wasn't a surprise. I hope it wasn't a surprise. No, no, no. (laughs) Uh, So it was, it was, there were, it was definitely hard to kind of embrace that, you know, when I did have some momentum and I did have my eyes on some bigger, you know, goals and numbers in the gym, that that was all going to have to be put on the back burner. That wasn't going to have to be what I was focused on. Um, for me, I, like Jim kind of alluded to, I, I'm the one that has to be reined in. You know, I I need some structure because I sometimes don't know what's best for me. You know, um, I'll push too hard to where, you know, there comes injury, there comes pain or whatever. Baby being delivered on the platform. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think I think a part of that is is... is you know, lifting is such a big part of your identity mm-hmm. um, and it's a big part of who you are. And then, you know, when something like that happens, like whether it's with me and having some of my health issues, um, you lose or when I retired from football or, you know, whatever else, you lose that part of your identity and it's hard. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I could relate to you because you were coming in and you were still trying to lift super heavy and I would pull you aside and say, look, you know, like mm-hmm. you really don't have to lift this heavy. You're going to maintain your strength. You only have to work up to like 70, 80 percent. You don't need to be right. going 97. You don't need to be trying to set PRs. How hard was that for you mentally to kind of realize that, you know, lifting for now, especially since you're not, you know, you're doing it for right. potentially for a T-shirt. Um, how hard was that for you to be like, look, lifting isn't my priority right now. Um, 
it, it took it took a lot of time and I got to the point I told Jim like you have the green light like if you see me doing something in the gym that I shouldn't be doing that you think I need to dial it back then you know please intervene and there were a lot of times where even just he would cue me on things or say hey like you, you're better off a big thing I'm glad I remember talking about this the whole you know lunges but just Jim really pushing that your body is going to change it's not going to be it's the risk reward uh relationship differs when you become pregnant and um so i did not you know i experienced that i had some pretty uh severe uh pelvic girdle pain um to where i stopped rock climbing because that off balance you know pushing with one leg type of thing did not feel good really hurt What's funny is, I mean, I was able to lift and I squatted the day I went into labor with no pain, you know, um, but just having Jim there to kind of, you know, steer me clear of these things that could could potentially be very bad, you know, and have long term consequences. Um, so, you know, training throughout pregnancy, for one, it was for me a sanity break just to get in the gym. And some days it was more just chatting with everyone, you know, just kind of there, hey, I'll, I'll get on the bike or I'll push the sled for a little bit. And other days it was like, wow, I feel awesome. You know, I feel super good, good energy. And I was able to surprise myself, you know, with how well I was able to, to still lift and well, how... Yeah, I mean, you've got so much more core pressure mm-hmm. you know you, <laughs> yeah. can, you can create so much more pressure in your trunk so you got to be really yep. careful because you right. can lift some really when you're pregnant you can lift some really really heavy things because you've got this you know this 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 organism inside you that's creating an immense inner abdominal pressure mm-hmm. i think i think one of the biggest things we did for you was getting you to bench with your feet up yeah on the bench we switched and, that and, pretty and early you not arching super hard right because um, you're back you know you you were all belly mm-hmm. and so you were uh pretty tilted so i think right. that was a big part of it and then just just getting you to like not you know work up to something decent but not where your eyeballs are coming out of your head right because i had a midwife on standby Mm-hmm. You know, when you'd come in. And oh, work. I was about a week late delivering Jack. So every day I came in the gym that last week, it was like, oh, still here. <laughs> like, we've got nurses on staff. We've got people here. If we need to go to the hospital right from here, we're good to go. So. Well, awesome. So we'll go back to Rebecca now. So Rebecca, talk about, I think, you know, after you gave birth, uh, you came and talked to me and uh, we had a conversation about like what the approach was going to be after. I think I rec- recommended you go and see uh, my good friend Barb Ballman and, and Sarah Martin, uh, but I don't think you did that. Um, talk about a little bit about what your what what your thought process was and how we handled kind of post post pregnancy. Sure. Um, well, much like everything, I'm super conservative in my thoughts and um, kind of cautious, but. Um, yeah, we just started out just functional moving and um, working on my core. Like, I had to learn how, I mean, Jim and Megan are right. Like, when you are pregnant, you know, you're kind of working at an advantage when you're bracing. And you kind of you kind of just get accustomed to this kiddo, like, growing inside you. So once you deliver, like... I don't know what I thought would happen. I guess maybe I thought that I would just kind of everything right would back into it. <laughs> yeah, like everything would just kind of just bloop, go 
go right back together. And I know you all are probably laughing listening to that, or maybe you can relate. Um, but um, I remember like baby rolls were challenging for me. Um, well, and when you have a giant bomb go off inside <laughs> you and everything's been stretched out and, and things have been shifted around, it takes a long time. And you really got to take your time with women when they're coming back from a pregnancy. So we did tens of dead bugs, tons mm -hmm. of crawls, static bear holds. Mm -hmm. You know, we really took our time. We didn't rush. Mm -mm. And, uh, you know, but then you ended up, you know, you ended up doing a meet how long after you gave birth? Um, let's see, I had Finn in June. So I did a meet um, a year and two months later. Yeah, and you PR'd and on everything. PR'd on everything, like massive PRs. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, everything that you said came to fruition I mean it came true um and uh I think just you know I think in today's society you you women are are I think it's important to support women you know if you choose to have kids and if you um are in the gym um or if you want to go to the gym like just having grace with yourself and um like just embracing the journey of getting back to where you want to be or going to where you want to be. I think that was the biggest thing for me. I just expected that. I mean, I remember three days postpartum, like the day I came home from the hospital, I was like, okay, I want to go for a walk. And my husband's like, Becca. And, you know, and I remember like a walk like just kind of around the block was super challenging. So that was kind of like, okay, like I have to just give myself time. It'll all come back together. It just, I have to give myself time. And so when we came back in, by the time I came back into the gym, I was kind of like, okay, you're right. Like help me, like help me just, I want to ultimately do another meet. I want to ultimately be, really strong and successful but I have no idea how to get back there and so yeah for a long time it was just about essentially rebuilding my core I think and um, allowing myself to you know move in a functional way and then getting back to that point where you're like I remember around like a week or two out from getting ready you know you letting me start training again feeling excited because I was you know, starting to feel okay, but um, that let's see, Finn was born in June. That I don't think happened till like November. Yeah, yeah. We took our sweet, sweet yeah. Time it and took you did a, a really good time. job being patient. And we had this talk before you gave birth, like because mm -hmm. you were like, oh, "I'm gonna come back and do a meet." Da, 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 da. I was like, "Girl, like <laughs> you're gonna be out of commission for a little while, and you're gonna want to come back fast, but mm -hmm. you're just not gonna be able to." Because I've seen it time and time again, and there's some women that do that bounce back super fast, mm -hmm. but. For the most part, most women need to like kind of slow things down, and and plus you, you're you know you're breastfeeding, you're up all night, you're, you know it's 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 a difficult transition, but mm -hmm. uh, it's it's easy to make it work if you just take your time and you don't mm -hmm. push and you and you um, you know take it day by day. Uh, Megan, let's talk a little bit about your experience. You know, you lifted like like 15 minutes before you gave birth, mm -hmm. um, and then you basically. You know, talk a little bit about your experience after you and mentally, like where you're at now mm -hmm. and uh, how coming back was for you to getting yourself back into a routine. Mm -hmm. So um, I 
feel and again incredibly blessed i was able to have jack completely natural uh, he was a water birth baby um, and i labored for over 24 hours uh, i pushed for three hours <laughs> Uh, so I, by no means did That's like not one of your regular training. Sessions. Right. Exactly. I was ready for it. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I don't think I could have done that. Um, had I not had the, the training and the background and the preparation going into that. And that's really, really what I wanted. Um, and I lifting and that whole kind of mentality that goes with it kind of gave me the confidence that I could do this, you know, that, um, if the cards go as they will, you know, I mean, there are things outside of your control for sure, but I feel incredibly blessed that, um, that he was able to be born that way. Um, recovery was, uh, I really surprised my midwife even and, and myself. I, I recovered very quickly from just for feeling good. Um, um, so that was something that was was awesome as well. Um, that I kind of felt like myself. Well, part of that quickly. part of that is you take really good care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Both of you do. You spend a lot of time outside. You know, you're outside with your kids. You you know, you're you're eating good food. Mm -hmm. You're you're you make you know recovery and sleep a priority. Whereas right. I think the average American woman that that's a zoo animal that you know doesn't eat well is running around with a chicken with their head cut off. You know, I think a lot of women, pregnancy just destroys them because mm -hmm. their nutrition is so bad. They're not spending any time outside. So, you know, kudos to both of you mm -hmm. for, for, for making self-care a priority. I think it's not only great for the baby. I think it's great for your ability to bounce back from, from mm -hmm. having a baby, which is, you know, a pretty traumatic event, you know. Yeah. Uh, and Jim really has done so much beyond just the lifting side. He pushes lifestyle things so, I mean, even more so, like you said, than lifting. Training can't be the main thing. And that's impacted uh, me in these, you know, now almost nine months postpartum. From the very beginning, um, I would take Jack outside in the morning, get him early morning sun. You know, we'd be out there together. Um, I would just, you know, take some time for myself to go sit in the sun. Um, and obviously, you know, just the good foods that we eat and getting proper sleep, you know, um, it, just things like that. Jim has really pushed those things and those are always in the forefront of my mind and have really impacted a lot of the, the things that, you know, I am doing, uh, raising a child. Um, and I, Postpartum is crazy, it is insane, and it has, I, I've been very uh, surprised with myself, my mental shift. Um, I was, you know, a person that's 110%, I'm always on the gas pedal, I need to be reined in a lot, you know, I have goals, I'm, you know, obsessed with numbers and, you know, pushing myself and always, always being better, you know, it's not okay I should say it wasn't okay for me to just be the same, you know, and uh, pregnancy and postpartum has really completely changed my mind, you know, where it's like, it doesn't, those things don't matter as much to me anymore. And it's important. It's much more important for me to be, I think my goal is much more aligned with what Jim would have for me anyway, which is that I'm just being healthy. It's not about, Am I stronger per se, you know, with my squat, with whatever? It's, you know, I am, am I happy? Am I living, you know, uh, just doing things that promote 
my mental health, my emotional health, um, for me and my family. Um, so I just, I think that's been a huge shift for me postpartum. Um, like Jim said, your, your priorities just get shifted. Um, and I'm certainly not, uh, training the same. A lot of the stuff I'm doing nowadays, uh, is body weight type stuff I'm doing. Um, and I took my time, uh, you know, for the first six weeks, I didn't do much of anything, just hanging out, you know, going on walks, getting in the sun, things like that. And, um, and now I'm, you know, lifting occasionally. We have a garage gym at home. So I go out there, um, a lot of days, even just for a little bit, just to move around in the morning, get some fresh air, get in the sun, uh, just doing what feels good and lifting a little bit here and there, but a lot more body weight stuff, uh, just what's comfortable and with what I have time with. So. Awesome. So Rebecca, we're going to shift back to you. And I know this is a difficult topic for all women, but for you in particular, I've known you so well for a long time. Let's talk about the mind battle that you went through and are, are go through of all women go through all the time. And a lot of it is because of these unrealistic uh, expectations society puts on women. Um, as your body changed when you're pregnant, you know, before, during, and after, like the mental struggle and the mental part of your body changing and how you dealt with that and the struggles you went through uh, with pregnancy and then post-pregnancy. Yeah, um, yeah, that's not an easy thing to talk about. Um, but I'll, I'll say this, um, pre-pregnancy, uh, being fit was a, like a personal goal I, I, I just well, I'd say it was your identity yeah I, I very, well that yeah I definitely agree with that um and I think people I mean people just knew me to always be in the gym and um and and definitely nutrition and that sort of thing but pregnancy like that that was challenging because um not only does your body change but like you, I didn't see like what the fluctuation of hormones and all of that would do to me during that first trimester. Um, number one, I unfortunately battled a lot of like just morning sickness, I guess. I just didn't feel well. Um, I was tired. And, um, and then once I did like got through that first trimester, I had a lot more energy, but, um, but then the baby is growing and your body is shifting with that. And I, um, I remember talking to my friend Heather and she's had four kids and she was like, Becca, your body just changes, but that's tough. I think because in, in society, like, there's a whole lot of different types of women out there, but I think there's a lot of pressure to, like, look a certain way all the time, to be a certain way all the time. And I, and I don't think it is that way, but it's portrayed that way. And I really struggled with that. Like, I loved watching Finn grow, but I... I had to like really sh deal with the fact that I was pregnant and this was what was supposed to happen. But unfortunately, because I just battled 
body image for so long and being fit like that messed with me the fact that I was changing and um so but the the good news about all of that is after delivery like yes your your body is totally different I mean my core was just a mess I had to rebuild that and um and you know my hips got a little bit bigger and you know whatever but um all of that seemed to kind of go out the window coming back to it it was more like you know what I can let that go I accept the fact that my body has changed and I want to be more of the example of just it it's okay that your body changes like like that's just part of it and be the example of somebody that can come back and and be strong and be fit but do it um in a graceful amount of time like a, a just embracing the journey of it and you know um really more it's more about now just like what I want to teach Finn and be the example of for others is move well, eat well, sleep well, be outside, be strong. You know, it's really cool. Finn, I don't know, he weighs about 30 pounds now and he's about 32 inches and I can carry him in my left arm and just kind of, you know, bebop around the kitchen or whatever and pick up his toys and put groceries away and I can carry him and what I love about that is is that I'm strong enough to do that and um, still be present with him and I don't worry as much about body image I really kind of want to be more of the model of hey let's not worry about that let's be the best version of ourselves and for all the women out there that have struggled with body image or maybe you are now like please try to just let that go and whatever the goal is that you want to be the best version of of you like start somewhere just start somewhere and um uh hopefully uh you can find a Jim Laird out there to to kind (laughs) of help you I mean that's why I mean I tell everybody because um I mean, this is kind of a common conversation, definitely not on a podcast, but, you know, more like over coffee or whatever. But um, body image, I think, is something probably I'll always kind of wrestle with in my mind. But um, lifting has taught me and certainly kind of that journey between pregnancy during kind of dealing with that fret of I'll never go back, I'll never go back to um, now post and being stronger but less time in the gym uh, and it's just it's just about I don't know the journey I guess and um, taking it slow and and I don't know you just find well, that I you think, don't care I, about yeah, it as I, I much I guess roll with it a lot yeah more and, and you take it day by day and the number one thing that I struggle with all clients is getting them to understand that there's seasons to everything mm-hmm. you're going to be leaner at certain times a year you're going to be heavier at certain times a year you're going to be stronger you're going to go through phases things are going to change daily weekly monthly and that you just have to learn how to roll with it and you kind of have to work within the flow 
And, um, you know, you've done an incredible job of being patient. And I, I personally think, you know, there are some women that look better after they have, have a child. And I think you're one of those women. So not that I judge you on, on your appearance or anything, but, um, or, or should I, but, um, you know, you, you've definitely done a great job uh, coming back and, and taking care of yourself and you've accomplished some, some, some really good goals. And I think, you know, I think, um, you know, having a child has made you a lot more efficient. You've definitely been on time more than you ever have <laughs> been uh, before. And you're on time today. You're actually beat Megan here. Which is <laughs> Megan, we'll switch back to you and uh, we'll move this microphone over. Can you talk a little bit about your, you know, your battle with, uh, or even if you had a battle with kind of uh, image and, and body image and, and those sort of things, um, you know, before being, you know, because you're, you're a super fit, athletic person, super active. Um, did you have any issues with your body changing? And then, you know, then after you had, had the baby? I would say uh, pregnancy was much easier for me to accept. Um, uh, just because I was more along the lines of, all right, this is what should happen. You know, I, I of course, I'm going to gain weight. You know, I expected it. Um, so I went into it, you know, much more prepared mentally, I think, for the changes that happened. Um, postpartum, that fourth trimester uh, was rough. That for me, because at that point, you know, it's this kind of this gray period where I feel like a lot of women start to feel that pressure of getting your body back as soon as possible and, you know, I mean, doing stuff within the first couple weeks, you know, when it's like when really your body needs to rest, you know, you need to take that, those very special weeks um, with your newborn and, and rest and recover and bond and things like that. So I am definitely in the camp of fourth trimester was extremely difficult. Um, physically, uh, you know, because my body was completely foreign to me. I think like Becca was saying, with pregnancy, it happened so gradually. I felt like I was going to be pregnant for 18 months, but I mean, <laughs> it felt forever. But it happened so gradually that you're able to kind of adjust and uh, postpartum, like Jim said, is a bomb. You know, uh, you go from one day being nine months pregnant, um, having a baby inside you to within, you know, within a second, you don't, you know, you have a baby and your body is completely different. Um, and so for me, that felt so different and was very hard uh, I didn't want to look in the mirror for a long time. I uh, just, I felt like I had lost all my muscle. I felt just weak. And, um, so that was very, and to know, to thankfully be smart enough to understand that the response to that is not just to go hard. You know, it's not to take crazy drastic measures um, like Jim has said, just taking everything extremely slow um, for me. So it was day by day, um, just understanding and trying to be very, very graceful um, with myself, have compassion. Um, and I just really want to speak to, again, kind of what Becca was talking about, that 
it is okay for things to change and for them to change forever. Um, the expectation should not be to be exactly how you were pre-pregnancy. Um, there may be things that, yes, that you are, you do get better, you do get physically stronger or whatever, but um, just understand that this event happened. You know, you have this child and uh, not everything is reversible. Um, and that's totally okay. And I think something that's really helped my perspective in these last couple of months um, has really been more of uh, not to get super spiritual, but to have an eternal perspective for me, that's a very important part of my life. And I just have to imagine like, if I were gone tomorrow, you know, am I going to care that my abs were a little less right. visible today? Am I going to care that, you know, I, I'm didn't, can't lift as much as I could before? You know, you just want to think about your long-term and whatever your, your spiritual life may be like, um, just to think of what your impact is on the people in your life right now and what is ultimately important to you and your family. Um, and I think for me, I've grown and matured so much uh, just by having Jack that I used to be so concerned with that. And every day, you know, looking in the mirror, do I look as good as I did yesterday? Am I as lean as I was? And there are days I definitely still struggle with that. Um, but I, I have this in the back of my head, you know, what longer term I'm seeing further into the future and able to, to live each day and just embrace like, you know, spending time with the people I care about and taking care of myself and taking care of them. Um, so I just want to speak to that, you know, thinking about what ultimately matters in your life. So, yeah, I think from being an observer, I think the big thing having a child did for you is it allowed you to give yourself some grace mm -hmm. and not to put so much pressure on yourself. Right. Like I used to see you, you know, putting tons of pressure on yourself for performance, for the way you mm -hmm. looked and you know, some of the things you would post on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I kind of knew in the back of my head that this was going to change. Right. And, and I think it's been a great change for you so that you're not putting so much pressure on yourself because mm -hmm. that's really you know, it's a, it's it's not a fun existence when you're constantly evaluating yourself based on performance or based on, and I've struggled with that too, so I can relate, mm -hmm. you know, um, in that department. When you put your value in how you look or how you're right. performing, if that's the only way that you value yourself, it's, 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 what you, happens you when can, that was you, gone? Yeah. You, know? you could never win. Happens. Like you can't win. If I got in a car accident tomorrow and I couldn't do these things that I right. thought I, that were my identity, who would I be? Right. You know, and that's a very challenging thought, you know, sure. take away the things that you feel like are your identity and who are you if you don't have those. And having a kid is a small way to yes. help you realize that. Yeah, absolutely. So is there any advice you'd give to women who are, you know, either in the process of being pregnant and or getting ready to be, you know, have a child or have just had a child, like what would your general advice to be to be with uh, do with women and fitness as far as uh, having a child? I would say um, I, to be informed. I felt uh, going, you know, through pregnancy and approaching childbirth, I was learning everything. You know, I, I really wanted to understand. I think from a training perspective, 
there are kind of two camps and some women go way too hard because they don't have anyone to guide them and hold them back. Other women are too scared to do anything. They take the whole thing off because they're just like, oh, well, I don't want to mess up, so I'm just not going to do anything. And I think that that is not good either. And there are a lot of benefits to be had from good uh, some good fitness during your pregnancy. So find someone, do do some research, learn, you know, during that, that pregnancy time. Um, and postpartum, you know, uh, from a physical standpoint, uh, like Jim was saying, there are good pelvic floor specialists um, that you can get checked out. You shouldn't be having women. Uh, thankfully, I don't think Becca or I had any serious issues, so that's why we didn't go see someone. But, you know, if you were having urinary incontinence if you're having pain you know that isn't normal all these things there are people now that this is actually being talked about um there are issues that you can get help with um so and just again grace compassion think about what matters in your life um and that will really guide you awesome rebecca do you have anything to add to that oh man megan summed it up um I would just say, yeah, I just want to reiterate grace and don't compare yourself um, to others. Um, I think it's great to have a good uh, supportive community, you know, because uh, Megan, I was pregnant ahead of Megan, but when Megan was pregnant, like I could, we could kind of chat about things. Um, so I think it's good to have um, those people to talk to, but don't compare yourself. Just try to embrace embrace the whole experience i love what you said megan because when uh after having finn looking back like you know it's just kind of being his mom and um just i don't know just being in the present is so important um so yeah just have grace with yourself don't compare excellent so if you want people to find you, I know especially because you have a, an online business, where can people find you if you want them to find you? Mm, if they want, if, yeah. Um, well, I guess I'm not going to give my phone number, but no, 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 they no, can just search. <laughs> they can search. No, like, like your Instagram, <laughs> yeah, your you Facebook, can search. that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can find me on social media, um, Rebecca Vice Bowers. You can just search that full name and I'll pop up on Instagram or Facebook. All right, Miss Megan, if you want people to find you, I know you've done some nutrition coaching and things like that in the past. I don't know if you're wanting to get back into that or anything, but if you want people to find you, where where can you be found? Oh, if they can spell my name, then we're really... Uh, Megan Nelson, uh, M-E-A-G-H-A-N. Um, I am on Facebook and not really doing a whole lot on Instagram yet. Uh, we'll probably revive that going forward i would like to get more into uh i'm actually considering possibly becoming a doula uh not quite sure where life life is gonna is make singing? some changes what is that? <laughs> doula is a, a certified birth coach kind oh, of nice. um i had one with jack um just kind of there to help with the mental uh, and emotional support during pregnancy mm -hmm. and birth um, I would never have another child without having a doula. My doula was awesome. Um, Julie Six from the Birth Haven here in Lexington. So if anyone's listening, I cannot recommend them enough. And they also have a lot of other 
um, pregnancy postpartum um, offerings. So cool. Well, ladies, thank you so much. That was a lot of fun, and I hope you guys enjoyed this um, this edition of the Jim Laird Show. And I've really, you know, it's it's difficult to get, you know these two ladies are phenomenal and Rachel was phenomenal with sharing her story. But, uh, I think, you know, hearing real people talk about real life things, I think is very important. I know I got a lot of great feedback on Rachel's show, but, um, thanks for tuning in today. And, um, thanks for listening to another edition of the Jim Laird show brought to you by body. I O F M. I know that was kind of a awkward exit, but we've been on here for over an hour. So it's time to get out of here. And I look forward to, to doing another show in the near future. You've been listening to The Jim Laird Show with your host, Jim Laird. If you'd like to hear more, log on to body.io. Don't miss the next episode of The Jim Laird Show when he'll probably say something inappropriate but unexpectedly insightful. 